So I found pickleball about five years ago, actually a gentleman at my tennis club. He introduced me to the sport, uh, got me going, and uh, tried pickleball for the first time, fell in love with it, fell in love with the camaraderie, fell in love with the family-oriented feel, and fell in love with being able to compete again and kind of give me this whole new lifestyle. I spent a huge amount of effort uh, taking care of my body, uh, both on the court and off the court. But as far as physical training, uh, I, I make sure to push my body to the limit uh, a couple, couple days a week. Um, I do a mixture of functional training and yoga, and then obviously uh, training on court. Pickleball is definitely a movement sport. I uh, obviously play all three events. I play singles, I play doubles, and I play men's doubles and mixed doubles. And with the grueling days of playing tournaments and how many matches there are, double elimination, we're, we're playing in areas where it's extremely hot. I need to make sure that my body is up to par and I'm playing at my highest level. I was in a position where I was trying to work out and play all in the same day, and uh, I was kind of getting to a point where I was having a hard time doubling the workload. I was waking up the next day feeling a huge amount of lactic acid and, and inflammation buildup. And so with that being said, I really wasn't able to push my body because I was so sore. So I was looking for um, just that added little 10 to 20% of feeling a little fresher, uh, having some better recovery, just like any athlete out there that's looking for that little added edge. I was that guy and I got to introduce to Beamer and I kid you not, it changed my life. Sleep mode for me has been huge. I honestly feel like my best time to recover is at night. And personally, I feel like when I'm very consistent using sleep mode, I'm waking up in the morning, feeling refreshed. Um, I have my mental clarity and uh, it gives me a little boost for the day. As much as I love striving as an athlete, being on the court, um, I also love teaching. I've been teaching tennis at the age of 15. Now I own my own pickleball camp company. As much as I love winning, I also love seeing people's games go full circle um, in a course of two or three days during one of my camps. Um, it's awesome that I can share about health and wellness benefits. It's awesome that I can share about recovery and Beamer. Pickleball is really embracing. It's really family oriented. Why I grew to love pickleball is because I really felt like I was a part of this uh, really fun embracing community that all um, helped each other out and at the end of the day we all love the sport of pickleball. Beamer, better circulation, better health, better pickleball. Hey what's going on this is Tyson McGuffin welcome to the McGuffin show we're on episode 19 here Today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, Newport Denver prototype uh, that I've been using the past couple weeks. There's lots of buzz about the uh, smiley face at the bottom. Uh, what type of shorts I wear, there's lots of questions about the uh, type of shorts, YouTube channel, camps, and instructional nuggets. Been off for a couple weeks. Had a three-week, uh, three-week journey. Hit uh, Newport, Denver, and then Brigham. Um, so we're nice to be home. We're going to be home for a couple weeks, and then uh, back out to Orlando here in about two weeks. We'll start out with Newport. Um, gosh, it's about three and a half weeks ago. Always love going to Newport. Um, does not get much better than time spent in Orange County. 
Uh, food's good, hospitality. Uh, weather's always, you know, 70, 75, blowing 5, 10 miles an hour. Pristine, pristine Orange County weather. And, um, um, yeah, always love seeing Pat, Charlotte, and Patty doing their thing at the Newport Club. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, that was a PPA event, uh, four days. Uh, championship Sunday. Love the best three out of five. Still, I think that's. Uh, I think it's great for the, uh, great for the industry. Good for TV coverage. Um, it's good for the non pickleball eye as well to be able to, uh, uh, you know, watch the finals in a best three out of five setting, biggest stage, um, you know, best venues in pickleball. And uh, I really think that the the PPA is. Uh, hit a home run with the uh, Championship Sunday format. And there's a lot of people, uh, uh, pickleball players and non-pickleball players, that really enjoy and value the fact that all the finals are all back-to-back. And it's like a, it's like a Super Bowl on, on a Sunday. Um, just a uh, pickleball Super Bowl, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I think uh, Connor and Connor and, and everybody with the PPA um, uh, sees that, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's better for TV coverage you know, gets more people watching. It's, it's nice to be able to watch the tournament throughout the weekend and then know that when you turn the TV on on Sunday, that you can watch the best of the best, biggest stage, uh, and it's best three out of five. It's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, results, uh, men's singles. Um, I ended up losing to Jay in three. I lost 11-8 in the third. It's kind of a bummer, um, but overall... Um, uh, JJ played great, so no discredit to him. I would say uh, 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 Jay definitely has uh, a lot of upside, and he's definitely one of those guys that's making a breakthrough uh, in in all three events. I mean, he's playing he's playing good pickle in uh, men's doubles. Uh, he's playing well in singles, and and the guy's taking a lot of court and and uh, understanding his role and mix very well. So um, he ended up losing to Ben uh, in four in the finals. Uh, let's see, women's singles. We had a doozy for a final. Uh, Annalie Waters played great. Uh, she ended up beating Catherine in five. She was actually down um, uh, one game to two and clawed back one, uh, one two in a row to win it. Uh, that was her first major title, so kudos to her. The girl's a, girl's a phenom. Um, uh, let's see, our girl Leah Jansen ended up taking bronze, um, so it was good to see her uh, medal in that event. I know that Anna Lee, Anna Lee uh, uh, sent a message in that women's semifinals match. Uh, Lee, Leah Jansen, or sorry, Leah Jansen had just beaten her at the uh, San Kameni PPA, uh, beat her in five, was, was down to... Uh, uh, was down two games, was down 0-2, and clawed back and won three in a row. Pretty cool. And then about four weeks later, um, about uh, four weeks later, uh, Annalie plays her again and, and uh, beats her pretty good. So, um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was probably one of the most high-level women's singles matches that I've ever seen um, in that women's bracket semi uh, Leia played, Leia didn't play bad, but Annalie just took it and, uh, played at a very high level for about 15 or 20 minutes and beat her pretty good. And Leia can definitely, uh, Leia can definitely attest for that. All right. Women's doubles. We had Simone and Lucy ended up taking gold. Uh, they beat, um, Kelly Smith and Irina Tereshenko pretty handily, uh, in that bronze medal or sorry, in that, uh, finals match. And then men's doubles, uh, Ryan, I, Ended up making the final loss to um, 
Lost to Ben and Matt in four. Won the first game, 12-10, and, um, and then lost three in a row. Uh, we ended up beating uh, Adam Stone and Deco Barr in the winner's bracket semi in three to get us to the final. Um, it's, always a, it's always a tough one playing that winner's bracket semi, knowing that if you win, you're in the final on Sunday. But if you lose, uh, you have one play-in match to get to the bronze. And then, obviously, uh, if you win that play-in match, play the bronze as well. So... So yeah, it's kind of a kind of a dicey one. It's a roll of the dice, you know, because you uh, single limb because you want to want to win the semis, and um, you know, I mean, especially if you're playing singles, you know, singles is on Thursday. You play your winners bracket semi, you know, at noon or one on a on a Thursday. If you win your singles match, you're in the finals on Sunday. You have a couple days just to chill, um, or if you lose, you're you're right back on about ten minutes later. And you have two more to win a bronze medal match. Um, so uh, obviously, love the championship Sunday format. Love the single limb. Love the single limb format. But um, uh, that winners bracket semi can be your best friend, or it can be your worst nightmare. That's for sure. Uh, I've won one. Uh, uh, I've won uh, a couple in the winners bracket semi already, and I've lost a couple in the winners bracket semi. So um, uh, obviously, would much rather end up on top. But uh, yeah, Newport. Uh, always love going to Newport. Beautiful venue, great people, and um, um, can't can't beat that club. That's for sure. A uh, couple a couple of things that happened at Newport. Uh, there was a challenge system. The ESPN uh, brought their big million dollar truck uh, of all that cool equipment that helps with, uh, with helps with the challenge system. They can slow it down and. Uh, uh, they have the right camera production to uh, to make that work, and so uh, yeah. So actually, I really didn't know about the challenge system until um, uh, I believe it was. I didn't I didn't find out until uh, I, I think early on on Sunday, like Sunday morning. I I found out that they were gonna have. They're going to have a challenge system, and essentially the challenge system consisted of uh, if you use a challenge and you win the challenge, you don't lose a timeout. But if you use a challenge and you lose the challenge, you do lose a timeout. Obviously, you have two timeouts per game. So um, actually, Ben and Matt uh, used a used the challenge against Ryan. And I I did not make the line call. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm just kidding. Uh, so Riley actually made the line call. And uh, it just so happened that he made a line call. Uh, he thought it was out. I personally um, thought it was out as well. And the call got overturned. But the worst part was it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't that. The worst part was is that uh, there was another uh, line call that got challenged by Ben and Matt. I did not make the call. Riley made the call. And uh, to be honest... Uh, it, it looked like Riley was very nervous on that second challenge. Why? It's because you don't want to be uh, wrong twice, especially uh, the way that they drew out the challenge and the way that they got the crowd into it. And I mean, honestly, it was like a, it, it lasted like 10 to 12 minutes. It was like, you know, it was like a, a injury timeout. Anyhow, um, uh, it's not fun to be, it's, I mean, it's, it sucks to be wrong once, but to be wrong twice, my, oh my, uh, anyhow, Rye was not wrong in the second time, uh, but that still did not help us in that match, unfortunately. But uh, 
Uh, so yeah, we had the challenge system. I don't believe, I don't know if anybody else used it, um, but I think that's kind of a kind of a cool little token. I think it's cool for the sport. Uh, gets gets the fans involved and um, uh, yeah, just adds a adds another dimension to or adds a adds some more variety to watching the event and uh, watching the event on Sunday. Um, something else in the news for Newport, Ben lost and mixed, uh, big, big, uh, kudos to Matt and Lucy. They played great. It was a long time coming. They've been swimming in silver for uh, God knows how long now. So, um, uh, I'm sure it was huge for them to get over the hump. Uh, they played great. Uh, Matt, Matt did a great job of plugging the middle and doing his thing on the left. Uh, and Lucy, um, Lucy, I would say that's probably one of the better performances that I've seen her play in mixed. Uh, she was able to beat Ben head-to-head when Ben came at her. She was able to use her two-hander. Uh, she dinked it uh, exceptionally well. She used offense out of the air at Ben to kind of keep Ben honest. And overall, uh, that that team had, had not seen goals for a long time. I'd like to know. I'd, I'd actually like to know the, the stats behind the last time that they won gold, uh, I th- I believe it was maybe uh, uh, maybe a TOC back in 2018 or 2019. But um, anyhow, huge for them. That was their first PPA gold, um, and um, you know it comes to show that obviously Ben Ben is human. He does put his undies on or he does put his underwear on the same way that most of us do. Um, but generally, he puts them on sideways and. Uh, um, uh, tends to be a robot and the guy tends to never lose. So it was nice to see that he is human. Uh, and I'm sure it, uh, I'm sure it was nice f- from Matt Wright's perspective to know that, uh, that, that Mr. John is, is human, um, because, uh, because it's been a long time coming. That's for sure. Um, okay. So Denver, um, flew directly from Newport to Denver. That was my first time traveling to Denver. Uh, Meg and I actually had a great time cruised around downtown Denver on, um, uh, on that Tuesday, uh, went to the botanical gardens, went to 16th street, checked out 16th street mall. Um, let's see what else we do. I did a little hike in, went up to the uh, Red Rock Amphitheater, did a little hike up there, took Bankers up there with us. Bankers is such a sweetheart. Traveled all the way to Newport. Uh, She was great the whole time. Went to Denver. Uh, She's just a traveling little baby, and she's beyond easy. We're more than blessed to have that little sweetheart. But, um, uh, yeah, cruised around Tuesday, uh, did some touristy stuff, cruised uh, uh, kind of – uh, checked out a little bit of uh, downtown, checked out some of the countryside, uh, went on that little hike, was hoping to go to Red Rock Amphitheater, maybe see some music, but unfortunately there was nothing that really sparked my interest. Um, uh, if, I, if I do watch any sort of live music, generally it's EDM, electronic music, you know, techno, dubstep, uh, uh, rap, hip-hop, uh, but uh, but it seemed like there was a bunch of bunch of reggae and um i don't know there was some there was some other stuff planned but nothing that that perked uh megan has interest but anyhow denver is a cool place uh i would say the scenery is a lot like north idaho um you know you have you have huge mountains um it's green and lush with pine trees there's beautiful lakes uh lots of outdoorsy stuff to do a lot lots of hiking so definitely uh you know definitely uh 
appreciated the time that we spent in Denver for the for the few days that we got to kind of check it out. Uh, tournament started on Friday. I was actually surprised. I was I was surprised that that the ball did not travel faster, or that the uh, general pace of the uh, play of pickleball wasn't much quicker with the altitude and the elevation. Uh, I, I believe the uh, altitude or the elevation uh, the elevation is like sixty five hundred feet. There in Denver. Um, but, uh, yeah, the ball really didn't travel all that fast. I honestly think that when it's that hot, it was uh, pretty hot over the weekend. So when it's that hot or, like, when, when the Dura ball uh, is in temperatures of 90-plus degrees, uh, I, I, feel like, um, I feel like it's really tough for you to kind of feel the altitude with the ball or for the ball to travel fast uh, with altitude when it's hot and mushy and the temperature's high, if you know what I mean. Um, so anyhow, so I, I was actually expecting for much quicker pickleball, but it wasn't all that fast. Uh, it was fairly hot over the weekend, so the, so the ball was fairly mashy. But um, um, let's see, what do we do Friday? Um, Friday was singles. Friday was singles. Um, I had a good showing, ended up beating Deckel in three, almost blew it, had like six or seven forehands that I missed in a row. I, I was up 10-6 game three. Almost choked my life away. Uh, ended up pulling it out, won 12-10. Uh, played Ben in the winner's bracket final. Uh, it was somewhat close. It was like 6-7. and seven. And then played him again in the final. Um, in the final final, played Deckel in the bronze. Beat Deckel pretty handily in the bronze. Um, lost to Ben again in two in the finals. Um, what the real story was was that it wasn't the men's singles. It was the women's singles. Leia Jansen, the girl's a beast, and uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that have a whole new appreciation for Miss Jansen and have probably a whole new level of respect for that chick after seeing her blow some chunks and swallow it down and um, act like a savage as she played Callie in the finals. Uh, just so all the viewers know, she had altitude sickness. Um, she ended up losing to Callie, uh, I think, in the winner's bracket final. Got like lost in two. Callie beat her up. And then Leia came came around, uh, played Callie again in the finals, beat her in three. Uh, game two, I was coaching her, or, uh, Kyle McKenzie and I were kind of helping her out on, on the sideline, and she told us game two that she was feeling some altitude sickness, and we tried to get her through it. Um, and uh, she was sick in game two. She was sick in game three. To be honest, she was, uh, she was very sick. She was uh, definitely... Blowing some chunks uh, and not feeling great, and she toughed it out. Uh, she ended up winning game three. Uh, she took her injury timeout, or she took her medical timeout before the game of 15. Um, I've never seen that much stuff come out of uh, come out of a female, if you know what I mean. Uh, I, I've puked on the court, but uh, uh, but to actually uh, to actually watch somebody else do it. Um, uh, Leia did not have. Uh, let's just say that Leia did not have a whole lot left in her system, and um, uh, and she 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 toughed it out. And uh, yeah, she she completely battled. Uh, we uh, gave her some altitude sickness pills. We gave her a little squirt to kind of settle her sum, stomach down. And um, uh, the girl the girl did it. She came back, won the game of fifteen. Uh, directly after the match, she made a mess all over the court. Uh, but uh, but after doing what she did, she could do uh, whatever she wanted in that situation. Um, if you if you know what I mean, uh, you have to, you have to be one tough special person to be able to swallow that stuff down 
and to be able to uh, sustain a level at the highest level uh, in women's singles and to be able to perform like she did and beat Callie um, comes to show that she's one pretty tough chick. So um, super excited for her and was uh, extremely proud of her. Um, let's see here. Uh, women's doubles. We, uh, we had a new women's doubles winner. Jesse and Catherine played extremely well. Uh, that was their first breakthrough. And um, um, uh, so it was, it was good. It's good to see uh, different people win. You know, I mean, gosh, uh, you know, the results with women's doubles and women's singles for a while and men's doubles and men's singles and mixed. Uh, generally, usually, I mean, at the end of the day, there's always one winner. But as we've seen over the last three years, it's been very consistent on the men's side and on the women's side. So, as with most of the uh, viewers that are that watch the PPA events or that watch pickleball in general, um, at the end of the day, it's nice to see different people win, and it comes to show that the level is getting better and that the game is only progressing. Um, so, uh, kudos to Jesse and uh, Catherine. They played extremely well. Um, uh, talk about some upside. Jesse Irvine uh, over the last couple weeks has shown that. Uh, has shown that she belongs at the top. So uh, kudos to her. Uh, Simone and Lucy uh, played great, played great, played great. But um, but but as we saw, Catherine and Jesse just had a bit more. Um, let's see here. Uh, our girl Leia Jansen and Lauren Stratman uh, took bronze in uh, women's doubles at the PPA Denver. Uh, Lauren Stratman actually, uh, wild story. She played PPA or she, sorry, she played APP New Jersey and she played, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then, uh, flies to Denver Saturday night, late Saturday night, and then plays with Leia in women's doubles on Sunday. Rob Nunnery did the same exact thing and played, uh, with AJ Kohler. And it was kind of funny. Uh, I was looking at the draw in the in the morning of men's doubles Sunday morning, and I'm like, "Gosh, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Rob was like in our quarter. Rob and AJ were, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure Rob, you know, just played New uh, just played New Jersey. I'm almost certain there's no way he's going to be flying back. And right when I get to the venue, the first person I see is Rob Nunnery, and uh, and I ask him, I'm like, "Dude, I'm like, how was that flight?" And he was like, "Ah, uh, I." Uh, I got in at like midnight or one. I got a couple hours of sleep, and here I am. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Lolo uh, was in the exact same boat. So some road warriors playing APP New Jersey for a couple days and then fly directly to, to a PPA in Denver and play the next day. Um, the, the lovely life of a pickleball pro, I'll tell you what. Uh, Ryan and I ended up uh, taking bronze and men's uh, in, in a beating Yates and Wright in three to get to the winner's bracket final. Uh, played Johns and Johns, uh, lost in two, and then uh, ended up losing. Uh, we have we have probably have no business losing to that team, but it happened. Uh, kudos to uh, to Matt and Kyle. Uh, Kyle has played extremely well over the last couple of weeks, so good to see him back and back and performing and playing well. Um, but uh, yeah, that that team played well against us. Ended up taking uh, ended up taking silver. Lost lost to the Johns boys in the finals, um, and. Um, uh, in mixed doubles, I ended up playing with Kelly Smith. Uh, Kelly Smith and I ended up taking like fifth or sixth. So uh, we are hoping for a better showing next time in mixed. The next time Kelly and I are playing mixed together is uh, PPA Texas. 
Texas Open. Everything's bigger in Texas. By the way, I have uh, I'm uh, I'm on a solo mission today. There's no McKenzie here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be having him on uh, episode 21. Episode 20 is gonna have Leia Jansen, and episode 21 is gonna have uh, Kyle McKenzie back as my co-host, back doing his thing. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about the prototype here. So the prototype that I'm using, I, I can't give any specific names to it, but just so you're aware, uh, the cutout at the bottom essentially is acting as a throat. That just got approved uh, by the USAPA. Um, so, so just so you're aware, I would assume that in the next year or so, there's going to be a lot more paddle manufacturers out there that are making paddles with a throat at the bottom or maybe a throat elsewhere. I have no idea. But I would assume you take a look at other uh, racket technology, uh, tennis rackets, racquetball, squash, uh, badminton. They all have a throat or they all have a, uh, uh, I guess, throat by the, uh, by the neck area. So uh, essentially it's supposed to help the swing speed, make the paddle a little lighter, make it move through the air a little, uh, a little quicker, make it move through the air a bit more freely. Helps, uh, helps it be a bit more aerodynamic. All in all, um, it generally just helps the swing speed. Now, with that prototype that I'm using, uh, it sounds a lot different. Why? It's because there's a much different core to it. And uh, for all of the people that are extremely interested in that paddle, it is best of both worlds. It has uh, a very large forgiving hitting zone. I would say the softness feels like an amped. Um, but the power, uh, packs a punch like an Electrum or like the new Engage, like the new all black Engage, um, or a Pro Connects, uh, or I guess, sorry, one of the livelier or the, uh, poppier Pro Connects paddles. So one-stop shopping, uh, plenty of, plenty of feel, very forgiving hitting zone. It has good spin. And on top of that, it's got some easy, lively, realistic power. Why I say realistic is because there's a lot of powers out. There's a lot of power. So there's a lot of paddles out there that have uh, have a lot of unrealistic power, meaning it has that trampoline effect, and there's not much spin on the paddle. And so with the trampoline effect, it's it's very feely, touchy. And it's tough to really keep the ball down because of the trampoline effect and because you really get no grit on the paddle. The paddle that I'm using, the prototype, uh, does not do that. It is not unrealistic. It has realistic power where uh, it doesn't have that like springy, springy uh, eject um, power off of the off of the face. It stays on the face pretty long. Um, yes, it's poppy, but it has good spin. So yes, it does pop off the paddle to a certain degree, um, but the spin allows you to keep the ball down. Um, that was that was something that I was really shooting for with this prototype is that um, is that I didn't have to slow my swing down. I didn't have to second guess my soft game. And with the power, I was able to get power by swinging and trusting my swing, um, but uh, using this using the skin so I can get more spin and really bring the ball down. Um, I think I think there's a lot of power paddles out there right now that have way too much trampoline effect or way too much spring and not enough spin. And so you kind of get this unrealistic power and uh, it's tough to really play with paddles like that because it's tough to keep the ball down. 
because in order for you to get power, it's it's really tough to swing. Um, and so all in all, I was looking for a power paddle where um, it, it had good spin. I could still swing. I could trust my swing. And at the end of the day, uh, I didn't want to second guess my soft game. I, I still wanted that big forgiving hitting zone um, and uh, best of both worlds. So I think there's a lot of Selkirk supporters out there, a lot of Selkirk lovers out there, and maybe a lot of non-Selkirk lovers because uh, Selkirk has never made a power paddle. And for the longest time, I've been kind of knocking at the door telling Robin, Robin Mike to, you know, that we're kind of missing out on a piece of the market. And there's a lot of players out there that are looking for a bit more pop. And um, uh, obviously, Selkirk has never produced a paddle that that had best of both worlds, but but in the power category, never had a paddle that that really packed a punch. So. I think there's going to be a lot of new players uh, jumping ship with this uh, prototype, and there's going to be a lot of Selkirk supporters or Selkirk lovers that maybe love the amp line or love the Vanguard line, but are uh, maybe looking to be a bit more aggressive and uh, take over the court a bit more or do more on your serve or get more power on your drive. Or if you're insecure with your hands and you're looking to get a bit more pop with your hands, uh, this paddle will definitely help out in that area. So, um, okay, the shorts that I always wear, and, and I'm actually wearing, so uh, you haven't lived unless you've worn some, some chubby shorts. So uh, uh, all the sky shorts are chubbies, all the tie shorts are chubbies, all of my shorts are chubbies. Uh, they have swim shorts, they have athletic wear, uh, they have five and a half inch, they have the seven inch. Uh, if you're like me, I go medium five and a half, so you know, show off a little leg. Um, I, I would say that I'm probably built more with my lower extremities than I am with my upper, so I tend to wear my shorties a little shorter, so I can show off those show off those thighs, thighs out, or uh, uh, sun's out, thighs out. That's what it is. That's 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 uh, it's, it's actually a uh, a chubby's slogan or a chubby's uh, chubby's uh, uh, marketing slogan. Sun's out, thighs out, baby. Anyhow. Uh, if you guys are looking for some fun, cool shorts, uh, I would subscribe to Chubby's newsletter. It's pretty funny. Uh, um, they have a lot of uh, fun, uh, hilarious uh, marketing through their newsletter. And uh, at the end of the day, they got, they got a lot of cool stuff to wear. So um, you can be a Chubby's family. Okay, so YouTube channel. So we uh, just got done with our nine-week fundamental series uh, for the next – for the next probably month, we are going to be posting uh, posting fundamental drills. Uh, so we're going to be posting drills for, uh, and they're all going to be level specific, but they're all going to be in one video. So we're, so we're going to be posting drills for top spin push dink, uh, slice push dink, lift dinks, drops, block volley, punch volley, roll volley, speed ups. Uh, I believe that's all of them. Yeah. So those nine fundamentals we're going to be posting level specific drills for the next month and then after that we're going to get right into our 80 common tendency videos uh that kyle and i did over 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 quarantine um and so with those 80 fundamental or sorry with those 80 common tendency videos uh we'll, we'll be posting two a week tuesdays and thursdays uh we're going to be including graphics and uh deck them out a little bit and add some notes and make them a bit more visual. 
Um, so that's what's kind of in the works for YouTube channel. Also, too, uh, for podcasts, we're going to be posting podcast teasers. We're going to be posting um, uh, some uh, individual instructional uh, pieces kind of off of the podcast uh, that we'll put on the YouTube channel. So, uh, so we'll have different categories with the YouTube channel. We'll have uh, teaser videos for the instructional stuff, teaser videos for podcast episodes. Um, we will take all of the instructional nuggets out of the pod episodes and put them in little clips. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're just going to add some more variety to the YouTube channel and, and kind of reuse some of the content that we have and just highlight it in a, in a different way. So, so, uh, so it's seen a little differently. Um, let's see here. Okay. Camp's coming up. Uh, we just posted the 2022 schedule. So if you guys have not seen that, go over to my, uh, Instagram page, whether it's my athlete page at Tyson McGuffin or it's my camps page at Tyson McGuffin Signature PB Camps. Uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe, and turn those notifications on to, to the McGuffin Pickleball Club um, and uh, inform anybody that you know uh, about the YouTube channel and about how awesome the content is. Appreciate you. Appreciate all the supporters out there. Uh, the next camp that we uh, that we have is actually PPA Dallas right after the uh, Texas Open. Uh, that's going to be October 4th and 5th. Uh, all you uh, uh, Texas picklers out there, if you guys are watching this episode, October 4th and 5th, come see me. Come see me, come see me. It's going to be after the uh, Texas Open. I would assume it's going to be at the venue. Um, if you're dying to get on championship court, you should totally sign up. Uh, for my camp on that Monday, Tuesday, and get MacGuffin. Come on. Get MacGuffin and get a K-Mac special in your life. Uh, directly after that, uh, we're, we're taking that Wednesday off, flying to Oklahoma City. We're at OKC Chicken and Pickle on Thursday, Friday, doing a two-dayer, uh, K-Mac and I. And then let's see what else we have going on in the month of October. Um, and then playing PPA Vegas. Uh, October 21st through the 24th, directly after PPA Vegas, we're running a camp on the 25th and 26th at the tournament venue. So uh, Texas Open PPA camp on the Monday, Tuesday, directly after, and then Vegas PPA in October. That's that year-end championships. That's that's one of the bigger ones. Uh, we will also have that have a camp on that Monday, Tuesday. So uh, get yourself signed up. Do yourself a favor. Get yourself signed up and. Uh, uh, look look forward to seeing you there. Um, okay, so my instructional nugget of the week. My instructional nugget of the week is using your inside out forehand dink on the left. Or if you are a lefty, using your inside out forehand dink if you're on the right. Um, okay, so why I, I think it's necessary to have an inside out forehand dink. Um, you know, adds adds a uh, uh, adds a different look if you're going back in the backhand and you've tried to speed up uh, with with going back in the backhand cross, and you're looking to maybe take one out of the air, take one off the bounce. If you've tried to speed up at the person in front of you and that didn't work, well, Plan B could be going inside out with your forehand running around your backhand dink, going inside out with your forehand. Um, you can get more angle that way. You can get moving the uh, you, you can get moving the person cross court a bit more with that. Maybe with you being more aggressive with your inside-out forehand dink, that produces more of a lift dink that you can speed up at the person in front of you. 
Um, let's see why why else should we should we have an inside out forehand dink? So obviously, if you've lost a if you've lost a backhand a backhand dink battle, or if you've tried to go backhand dink to backhand dink and then speed up with your backhand that didn't work, you can go forehand. Um, uh, it's a, a good way just to get more angle to be more aggressive. Um, I know that some of the best mixed players in the world uh, use their forehand in the middle very well and uh, can really uh, uh, act and, and show a, a much bigger presence by being comfortable with using that forehand in the middle and being aggressive with their dink, which, which leads to being aggressive with their speed-ups. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think those, are, those are three good options. Um, create more angle, be more aggressive, and have more variety uh, uh, simply with your, with your speed-ups. Uh, so if you guys have not tried to use your inside out forehand dink on the backhand side, I would I would see if it gives you more angle. I would see if you can be more aggressive with it, and uh, um, you know test it and see see when you speed up uh, if you have an easier time speeding up at the person in front of you by using your forehand, or let's let's take it one step further. If you have an easier time cleaning up uh, after the speed up with the recounter with your forehand versus taking a backhand. I am Tyson McGuffin. This is the McGuffin Show. We will see you guys in episode 20. Take care.